Welcome back, everyone, to the Tiny Nimble Gamecast, which is a new podcast-style show with me and Tiny from Tiny Little Games as your lovely, lovely hosts. Hopefully, this is going to be a monthly show, but in case you're not subscribed to Tiny Little Games yet, make sure to do so right now. You can pause the video, head over there. He covers mobile games just like I do, and I'm sure that you will love it over there. And here's a really good reason for why you should head over there right now is that the second episode of this podcast, of this Gamecast, is gonna go up on the Tiny Little Games channel. So definitely head over there, hit that notification bell over there as well. And now this show is gonna talk all about new releases, industry news, the occasional rant, maybe, tiny, hopefully, sometimes. Maybe we'll uh, have a tiny rant in there. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, I like that, I like that, a <laughs> tiny rant. We'll have a tiny rant from Tiny Little Games. We want to have a few recurring sections on this show, and the first one is to talk about what we've been playing a lot right now. So. Tiny, what are you playing these days? Okay, so I've been playing, so me as a mobile gaming channel, I'm sure Nimble, you have the same thing. We play a bunch of different mobile games. Um, so, but there's these, some games that we just like to go back to every once in a while, whether we wake up in the morning and it's the first thing we do. But right now, I've been playing a lot of Brawl Stars. Um, did a review about it a while back. Um, I think you played it too, right Nimble? I did play Brawl Stars, yeah. I liked it as well. I mean, yeah. I played it actually a very long time ago because it soft launched in Denmark, so I was, lucky to be able to play it before uh, many other people in other countries i think yep. liked it back then liked it during its release as well it's a great game for sure which is my jealousy when it comes to um soft launches yes. and other yes. regions because here in the states <laughs> we don't get all the games all we want all the time um brawl no, stars you know go ahead yeah canada gets them canada yeah, gets them canada then, gets them yeah denmark sweden finland yeah yep. philippines usually philippines. get it. yeah philippines, philippines usually get yeah. it before us too <laughs> Uh, the Philippines. Yeah. So Brawl Stars. Shout out to Philippines yes, listeners. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Shout out to the Philippines listeners. Uh, Brawl Stars is a good one. I've been playing every once in a while. I play a match. Um, I've been playing some Elder Scrolls recently as well. Um, we are going to talk dum, more dum, about dum. some. Yeah, we are going to talk more about some Elder Scrolls <laughs> um, blades. Um, and then this is not mobile game related, but I am playing the Division Two right now. How um, could you? I know, How right? Could you? <laughs> A non-mobile game. A non-mobile game on a mobile gaming podcast. What's my problem? This is not This is not a good look for you, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I think I'm transitioning over here. So, oh, um, yeah. to a PC gamer, right? Yeah. Shh, don't tell You're anybody. You're playing it on PC? Yeah, I play it on PC. Yeah, I basically upgraded nice. my PC recently, so um, I feel like I'm a cool Uber PC gamer. So, I've been playing a lot of that, but um, other than that, yeah, I'm working on a review for another game that we have coming out, one of the new releases, but um, besides that, that's what I'm into right now. What about you, Nimble? What you been playing? You gotta tell me, sorry, you gotta, is there a name for that new release, or do you want to keep it a secret? Like, what's um, the new release here? No, it's in the new release section we have coming up, so oh, okay, we'll talk, okay. about, we'll talk it about it later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By the way, episode one of this podcast, not meant to be perfect, just kind of going to go along. Hopefully you guys are going to enjoy that that format. Hopefully over time, by the way, we're going to be able to add some new sections as well. Um, so if you have suggestions, just leave them in the comments section. But the games that I've been playing this week, last week, recently, is Tiny Gladiators 2. I've been playing that game so much. I love it. It has PvP, which I think is real time. It's really hard to tell if we're actually fighting bots or not, but regardless of bot fights, or real fights, which is, by the way, a topic we, we could talk about as well at some point. I just love the game. It has single-player campaign, and it has uh, a multiplayer PvP. I'm just going to call it actual PvP for now. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in one of the biggest U.S. guilds in there. Uh, we're I just checked before this recording. We're number seven, and then number six in, uh, in boss fights. There's a boss fight you can uh, defeat as a guild, and we're number six there, ranked six in, in the U.S., so just have to brag a bit about that. I was because just going to say, you're really... showing off over here. 
Yeah, yeah. no, but I'm, I, I had to say that because I'm so horrible at mobile games. That's the secret. I don't even know why people are like <laughs> watching me talk about them. <laughs> I mean, I really suck at mobile games most of the time, but this one is actually, it's so much fun. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, I, I covered it on my channel as well, at, I think two, week, two weeks ago. And I've just been playing it ever since then. It's the first thing I boot up in the morning. It's the last thing I, I, I play the game before I go to bed. I get back to the game every three or four hours throughout the day as well. I'm kind of addicted at this point. And I think that addiction is probably going to burn out. But for now, I'm just really, really loving loving the game. I haven't spent anything on it yet, by the way, because just I know people are going to ask about that probably. <laughs> right. Um, but I haven't. I haven't spent a dime. I have been tempted, though. There are loot boxes. So straight up the bat, some of... You guys listening might not enjoy that. Um, we are going to talk more about loot boxes, I think, when we get to the Elder Scrolls Blades. Yep. But uh, but Tiny Gladiators has loot boxes. It's not that bad, though. Let me just put it like that. I, I've been able to enjoy the game as a free user just fine. Although the people in my guild definitely spend money on the game, and uh, quite a bit, I think. But yeah, so I've been playing Tiny Gladiators too. I've also been playing Dead Shell, just because Nimble Wife keeps playing that over and over again. And so I kind of get back to the game as well every Dead once Shell. in a while that's the one with the what is it the guy that looks like halo it's like a halo uh, character or something on there well yeah maybe it's a roguelike I, right it's a roguelike yeah it's a roguelike yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know how to really describe it uh, in a down good way type. it's a sort of a sci-fi yeah top down sci-fi you running around from like from room to room defeating yep. defeating aliens i played a little and, bit of that one i mean i like it i mean it, it's it's a really old game it's from back in 2015 but i think it it's still kind of kind of holds up. Haven't spent anything on that either. And then I've been playing a bit of a really new game called Aftermath that is a top-down shooter. I wasn't able to find it, by the way, on Google Play. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily out on, on iOS as well, but it's in soft launch. And I was able to download it because I use I do use an Android device. Um, and I was able to download the APK of a, a third-party website, which, by the way, be careful when you do that, guys. Yeah, but, we're, not, we're not condoning yeah. that, but, um, not condoning that. <laughs> but we all but, do it every once in a while. I'm looking but, at I mean, it right now. It's on the Google Play Store. Aftermath Online PvP Shooter. Yeah, but can you download it, though? Um, It says it gives me an option to install it. So potentially so I could. Because, oh, so this is, this is a game where out. you can play it, and I can't, though, because you're in the U.S.? Oh, oh, the U.S. wins, huh? Oh, man. I thought we were, I thought we were winning together with the Philippines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, Aftermath. So I'm cool. liking that game, by the way. There's going to maybe we'll see when this when this podcast releases. Maybe there will already be a video up uh, about Aftermath on my channel. But if not, a video is definitely come up, nice. uh, coming up. Downloading, it, it's, downloading um, it now. Be sure to do so. It's, yep. it's really fun. We should uh, we should be able to play a match in that game as well. I think it has a friend system where you can play. So it's an online, like an online shooter, online top-down shooter that, that I've been enjoying, in, enjoying quite a bit. So we also wanted to talk a bit about some of the new releases, though, because, I mean, Dead Shell from 2015 is an old game. New releases, though. You had a list of some new new releases, Tiny. Yep. So I got a list of some new releases. Now, these aren't going to necessarily be, like, the newest of the newest games. I think some of them are might be a week or two old. Um, some of them might be games that have actually come out of a soft launch um, or region locked, so they're actually finally available. Um, so we're going to have some upcoming games. First up, we have a game called Cultist Simulator. I don't know what that is. I think, um, at first I was thinking, oh, you simulate being in a cult. Um, but I want to play it. <laughs> right? But when I, <laughs> when I looked it up, it looks like it might be a card battling type game. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so it looks like it might be a card battler with like cult um, undertones or cultist theme. Um, it looks pretty cool. It is a premium game, though. 
Um, we could talk more about premium games later as well. I, I would like to see more premium games in the mobile market. So um, Cultist Simulator is one of them. Um, next up, we have Valkyrie Anatomia. I don't know if I said that right. I always say those wrong. Valkyrie Anatomia. I, I'm so glad I didn't have to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. So what this is, is it's basically one of your basic gotcha RPG type things where, you know, um, they auto attack type of scenario. At least that's what it looks mm. like to me. And it's a prequel to um, another game. What was the other game called? A Valkyrie Profile or something along those lines, if that game sounds familiar to you folks. Um, so this is this is the prequel. So if you want to know what happened in the Valkyrie universe before, I guess you can find out. Uh, next up we have, this is the one I'm kind of excited for, Afterburner Climax. What Afterburner Climax is, it's basically like an arcade, um, like an arcade, I guess, uh, what's that game that came out where you fly the airplanes or whatnot? Ah, uh, I can't remember the name, Beyond Skies or something like that. Oh, yeah. Anyway, oh, I'm loving this. I'm Googling the name of yeah, the game right now. Yeah. talking about it. Afterburn. Oh, it looks so great. Yeah, it's like, oh, a, it, it's in the Sega Classics collection, so it was an old, older Sega type game. Um, and it looks fun. It's basically just a, a what is it? A, a jet fighter game, arcade jet fighter game. So yeah, that one looks cool. And then um, next up, we have one I'm actually working on a review for right now, which is Full Metal, Full Metal Monster. I should say Full it like that. Monster. Full Metal Monster. <laughs> oh, it's monsters. It's plural. Sorry. There's more than one monster. Um, basically, you take your monsters and you and you equip them with all kinds of gear, robotic gear, and you battle it out. They got dinosaurs. They got all kinds of other creatures in there that you could fight with. So that looks pretty interesting. So I'm going to work on a review for that one to see how that one goes. Um, and then nice. the next up is what uh, Nimble was very, um, what is it, very excited about. Yes, he had yes. to actually add it at the very last minute. Nimble, I'll let you take this one away. What's going to be coming out soon for us? Very soon, ladies and gentlemen, Durango Wildlands woo, by Nexon finally Sorry. releasing. I mean, that was after, me being excited. I think, I think it has been soft launched for nearly two years at this point, <laughs> if I'm not wrong. Oh, I feel like it's been a long I, time. I, I I remember playing it like one and a half year ago or so because it actually soft released in Denmark, right? So I was able to 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 try it out. But now it seems that the full release is actually coming to Canadian players, people from Australia, and once again. The Philippines. So, congratulations, I guess, to those people. There's been a lot of wait time for this game. A lot of people have waited for a really long time to be able to play it. But it is now out already in those three countries. And I'm guessing this means that it will be coming out elsewhere really, really soon as well. I mean, I'm looking at the official Facebook page, and their post about the release in Canada, Australia, and the Philippines has just shy of 1,000 comments and over 26,000 views. So, that's, that's quite impressive. And... Yeah, I think a lot of people are gonna like this game. It's a survival game, by the way. For those who don't know about it, so it's a it's a it's a survival game. It has dinosaurs as well, by the way, just as uh, Full Metal Monsters yeah, has. It's going with a theme here. And, yeah, there's a bit of a theme here. It's a monsters. Monsters are back. Dinosaurs are cool again, apparently. And <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe maybe Nexon is too late about this one, which is actually an interesting discussion. Like, are yeah. they too late? Because we we had that other survival game release, which I forgot the name of right now, but. There's another one that uh, I covered Last Man Standing or something, or Last Something uh, Standing, or I, I yeah. we play so many games with so many different yeah, it, generic mobile games that I kind of forget sometimes. It's horrible. This yeah. one is by Netties, by the way. Uh, I remember playing it not too long ago. I'm looking at my own channel right now. I know. What's I'm trying to see. I'm trying to remember. Well, Durango Wildlands, uh, I did a video for it probably a year ago. Um, I downloaded it from a third-party site. Again, we're not condoning this um, just because I want to get a chance to play it. And I enjoyed yeah. it almost more than the one I think you're talking about. Um, Life After. Life, Life after. after. There you go. Life After, yes. 
Yeah. But the question is, is, is Nexon, are they too late? Or do you think there's more room? Because it's also last day on earth survival, which is insanely popular. Like yeah. that one has a lot That's of downloads, lots of about. YouTube videos. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like you said, um, it's it, the market gets saturated so fast and so easily. So I feel like they could be a little behind the curve on this. I mean, the dinosaur aspect is good. It's not zombies. It could be zo- <laughs> it could be zombies, <laughs> oh, and we would just yeah. be playing another zombie game. But um, one. we'll have to see how it how it sticks. You know, with the community and whatnot. Apparently, there's a huge community already behind it. I remember liking it, like Durango, Durango yeah. Wildlands. I remember really liking that. But I know that Life After has been really popular as well. My, my video on it did above average as well. So I think people are searching for Life After as well. But maybe it just means that, you know, maybe there's just r- room for both of them. Who knows? Yeah, there probably. Could be. Yeah. But there's I mean, always room for dinosaurs in my life. Yeah, there's always room for yeah, dinosaurs. Yeah, there's always room for dinosaurs. <laughs> But yeah, in, it's interesting. I, I can't wait for it to release. I'll probably play it again just because I feel like so much must have changed since they waited two years. And if I played it about one and a half year ago, a lot has probably happened since then. So I may have to revisit it actually. Yeah, I was thinking once it released, I was going to play it again too just to see what the difference is, the changes they've made or anything like that. Yeah. So by the way, if you guys listening have any new releases that you're looking forward to, you know, be sure to leave those in the comment section as well. I mean, both both Tiny and I are always looking for new games to play, I'm yep. sure. So we need those recommendations. Give us some <laughs> yeah. great... Yeah, yeah make, make, make our job for. easier and just recommend yes. games to us <laughs> so we don't have to go search for them. Yes, exactly. Actually, I, I've, got a few, I've got a few mobile gaming news that I wanted to talk about as well. Not so much new releases, but more so things that kind of touch the mobile gaming space. Uh, the first one is Razer, who, if I'm not mistaken, you are using a Razer phone, right? I am using a Razer phone as we speak, yep. And you're liking it. I like the Razer phone. I did a video on it, and I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, there was some lacking features when it came to the camera, but um, overall, when it comes to mobile gaming on this phone, like, it's great. The screen is, hundred, I think, what, 120 refresh rate, uh, 1440p, all that cool stuff. But like you said, in the news story, it looks like um, Razer is going to discontinue making phones. I know they made yeah, a number maybe two. Maybe at least. Yeah, that's a big yeah. maybe, right? I think it's a bit. It's a big maybe. I think maybe they're just like they made that. They made that. Uh, made that partnership with Tencent. I think for optimizing Tencent games specifically for the Razer phone. Mm-hmm. So things like PUBG Mobile, Arena of Valor, Fortnite, even should be running more smoothly on Razer phones in the future, I guess. And in that article, they mentioned potentially stopping or waiting. It wasn't really clear. So like, maybe they're going to stop making Razer phones, but I think probably they're just going to delay the third one. So like they've made a first and second one, right? Yeah. 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 They made a second one. They're going to do a third one and it sounds like they're either stopping or delaying it. So the biggest thing that I got, I read one of these articles and the biggest thing I got from them, from what they said, one of their statements was that, um, hardware isn't the issue with the you know the hardware of the phone and what it can do is an issue it's the software basically so what they're saying is not a lot of games are optimized for these like gaming type mobile phones and that's kind of why razor was partnering with people so they can try to make these games you know play better on their phones but the market as a whole i mean all the games released on on the app store google play or whatnot aren't taking advantage of you know 120 refresh rate you know high resolution stuff like that so Razer's, you know, I, I don't want to say excuse, but Razer's thing was, you know, the software isn't there, so we're going to delay the hardware so the software can catch up. 
Um, so is that Razor's fault for being ahead of the curve? I don't know. Is it, no, ga- is it I, game developer's fault for not, you know, pushing partially. the envelope? I don't know. Yeah, partially. Partially the game developers, I think. I mean, obviously you can't expect indie indie studios, of small course. game developers, to optimize everything for mm-hmm. every smartphone out there and, and go for Android and iOS and all the many, many Android devices out there. But with that said... Some of the really big ones, I do kind of expect them to optimize things better. I mean, I was playing, and we're going to get to this really soon, but I was playing Elder Scrolls Blades. And yes. Not to get into the discussion about that game just yet, <laughs> but but I was playing that, and it lagged a lot on my Samsung Galaxy SA+. And it made me think that I feel like the graphics aren't necessarily that great in Elder Scrolls Blades. I mean, I don't feel like they're really pushing what's possible on mobile. Um, like la- li- like uh, life after it, like after yeah, after yep. life, life after life after. That's the name. Life after really tried pushing what's possible on mobile, if you like, but um, but the Elder Scrolls Blades didn't, and yet the Elder Scrolls Blades ran like crap on my phone. <laughs> yep, I, I can ran, agree to that. Yeah. yeah, it didn't seem to be well. I mean, we got to I mean, we got to see. It's still in early access, so apparently it's still in yeah, early access. Yeah, but my access. point is, my yeah, but my point is that maybe they're right about software yeah. being the limiting factor and not so much hardware. Yep. I think to some extent they're probably right about that. Well, and then we also have to take into consideration a lot of these developers, they're making these games so they can run on I mean, multiple devices. I mean, we're talking devices that might even be two to three years old. So I could yeah. see where the I could see the developer standpoint of you know not push it too much so more people can play. But I also see the standpoint of you know it would be nice if you have this high end device that you pay a pretty substantial amount of money for, and you know your game can't look as good as it probably should. Because like you said, they can push these games I think a lot farther than than what they they actually are. So, um, but yeah, that's Razor's standpoint from their perspective on probably delaying or canceling creating more phones. We'll so, have to see. I think yeah. it's interesting also the idea of creating a gaming phone that has obviously been tried over and over again, but yeah. Razer seems to have gotten it somewhat right. I mean, I've been looking at some of the reviews. Some people don't really like the Razer phones and really loves, love it, but... I feel like it's the best attempt at a gaming phone so far. Yeah, I mean, I know that, um, was it Asus made the um, mm-hmm. the Republic of Gamers um, gaming phone yes. and it had all of these peripherals on it so to where it was like a Switch device almost. Um, and I've heard good things about that one as well, but that one is, I think, very costly. And I feel like Razer kind of did the good line between, you know, not being too pricey, but also giving us, you know, all the stuff that gamers really kind of want in a, in a gaming phone. Um, so it yeah. is it is kind of disheartening to hear that, you know, they're they're being um, what is it? What's the word I'm thinking of? They're just being a little skeptical about creating more phones, because, I mean, if the hardware's there, the software might just need to catch up. Yeah. And the games. Yeah. Which I mean, that's software as well. But I mean, both the operating system yeah. and, and the games have to have to catch up. I don't know if there's a need for a gaming phone. I guess that's my and I hope I'm not offending you. here. No, no, no. I totally phone, get it. I totally my, get it. I'm constantly thinking, like, is there even a need for a gaming-specific phone out there? I mean, yes, 120 hertz refresh rate is, like, that's that's nice, but if games don't utilize it... Uh-huh, exactly, <laughs> that, that, and yeah. that's very true. Yeah, there's very few games I play. Like I said, I like the Razer phone, but there is very mm-hmm. few games that... I'm, and there's some games when I turn that refresh rate on, the game plays even worse, so I end up not using it half the time. So there's that aspect too. And even nowadays, so like let's say the Galaxy S10 I think was just released, right? Yeah. 
Yes. And that thing has, you know, a better processor than my Razer phone does. It better, you know, everything is better because every year they have it's it a, new a little phone. bit better. I mean, exactly. it's a, yeah. So games, brand new. Uh, games essentially are probably playing better on that phone than they would on mine. So, and, and that's not even a gaming centric phone, I guess. That's just a phone for people to use. So I yeah. guess that's a good question to bring up. Does the market even need gaming smartphones? I would like it to need it. <laughs> I would like it to be a thing, but yeah. at, if we're thinking realistically, I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. I think that's my stance as well, but I yeah. mean, I could end up buying the Razer phone in about a year from now. I'll probably have to buy a new phone uh, just to be able to record videos without too much lag. Yeah. I've yeah. already experienced that with the Elder Scrolls, so I think probably from now on, from now on and for the next year, I'm going to see more lag in games on my Samsung Galaxy S8. So I might have to update uh, in about a year from now. So either the Samsung Galaxy S11, which I guess is going to be the name, or maybe you know a new Razer phone or a new gaming smartphone. Yeah, I don't if, know. if Razer makes a Razer 3, I think that might be a good choice, but we'll have to wait or and maybe, see. Or maybe we just buy an old Nokia phone and then we use Google, <laughs> Google Stadia. Google Stadia, which is yeah. kind of the next news we wanted to talk a bit about. Google Stadia. Good segue. Yes. Yeah, right? I know, right? <laughs> But yeah, Google Stadia really got me excited. It got me concerned about some things, but mostly though, I'm just excited about it. I don't, I don't want to be the naysayer here. Like I, I love new technology. I would love to see how it actually works mm -hmm. out in practice. I mean, especially since I'm in Denmark here and I, I know that Google has servers everywhere at this point all over the world, but I am still concerned about lag and yeah. delays. So, so I mean, yeah. For those who don't know, the Google Stadia, they announced it at GDC, um, is basically a streaming service for games. So think of it yes. as Netflix for games. Um, and you basically can stream your video games from any device, whether it be a phone, a computer, a TV. You you connect a Bluetooth controller and you're gaming. And this is like real gaming. Like, I'm oh, sorry, I should have said that because mobile gaming isn't not necessarily real gaming. But, you know, this is like you're playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I know or what you mean. Yeah I, think, yeah, I think people know what you mean. Like, yeah. this is like triple A, yeah, there really you go. super impressive games that require really powerful hardware, more powerful than what we're able to pack into a phone at this point, which yep. means essentially, I guess we're talking about PC games. Like, PC games played on any screen, and that's Google Stadia's promise, is that you'll be able to play it on an older, you know, desktop PC, a Mac, Linux, yep. a smartphone, your TV doesn't really matter like any screen that has some sort of capability of of opening google chrome of an, i internet, guess yeah, I mean, of an internet yeah, connection oh, or whatnot exactly yeah. we'll be able to we'll be able to run this they did a test back in late 2018 where they did a test with ubisoft i think yep, assassin's creed that was assassin's, assassin's creed, creed yeah where people were able to run that in their browsers on a pc like just super smoothly i mean it only takes a pc if you're able essentially if you're able to stream netflix you should be able to play even the most hardcore, like really high performing PC games. And that's of course really exciting. Now, one rumor I loved was that it might actually be completely free to you. So you mentioned Netflix as sort of a comparison, but I've heard the rumor that maybe it's gonna be completely free. There's gonna be no subscription. You're just gonna have to, of course, pay for the games you buy, just like you do on Steam, or I guess maybe some people Still buy physical games. I don't know, but yeah, but yeah. It, like you, yeah. So you're gonna just have to buy them individually, which means you'd have to rebuy the games if you already own them on Steam. You probably wouldn't be able to sort of just move those over to Google Stadia. But that's interesting. I think if they're gonna make it free, if they're gonna be able to do that, obviously they're probably gonna be at a loss then. 
But it's Google. Yeah. I mean, it's Google. They, they don't, I don't think they necessarily care about that. I think everyone sees this as such a huge potential market opportunity. Well, market in the future, so there's an opportunity right now. And so I think they may just want to be the first movers. I'm uh, my concern. I think comes from a little, probably two things. The first thing is I I was expecting it to be a monthly subscription at first, and if it was a monthly subscription, I would have been okay with let's say fifteen dollars a month. But you can play like any game that's on there. And now now that that the rumors here that it might be free, I like that idea as well. But then, like you said, paying for each game might be an issue because. Let's think of it like this. Nowadays, we pay a game, we own the game necessarily, right? We can go buy a physical copy, or even if we buy it on Steam, I guess, you don't really own it because it's on Steam. Um, at this point, you're either going to be rebuying games or just maybe buying the new games that you don't have. So my only other concern with it is, like you said, the internet connection. Not everybody's going to have that super-duper internet connection to where they can like play the game at a good frame rate. So that kind of worries me. So I'm wondering how they're going to get past I mean, that. It's a good point. It's a good point, but I don't think Google Stadia is for everyone. That's I think it's for a certain go. group. Yeah, I think it's for a certain group of gamers. If you think about it, the people who already have really powerful PCs, they don't really care about Google Stadia. I mean, why should you? Yeah. I mean, if you have the the necessary funds, if you have the money to go out and buy a really expensive gaming PC, well, it doesn't have to be expensive. Just a really good one, which yeah. typically means it's expensive. So if you have the funds to do that. I think those people are still going to do that because then you're going to avoid any sort of input lag or like, well, not input lag, but any delay from the server whatsoever. But I think there's another group of people who don't necessarily have the funds or they don't want to spend the money required to buy an expensive gaming rig and having to upgrade that is expensive as well. So I think for those people, and as long as they then have a good internet connection, that's sort of the target group. I do agree with you, of course, people have to have a good internet connection. Yeah. I recently got fiber here at home, fiber oh, okay. fiber connection, yeah. upgrading from uh, that old, uh, those old uh, copper, I guess yeah. it's copper they used in the past. Yeah. I, I thought upgrading you were going to say dial up at first. So I was like, no, Wait, what? no, 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 <laughs> dial up. No, no, no. But like just, yeah. But we're going to get on fiber, which essentially means that we'll be able to like get potentially gigabit yeah. connections. Yeah, the fiber, right? the fiber, if, the fiber connections to, are really good. Yeah. So yeah. if I wanted to pay for that, I, I could get that. It is still rather expensive here in Denmark, but I could pay for that if I wanted to. And so my point is I could kind of see myself maybe using Google Stadia because I don't have a, an expensive gaming computer anymore. I did back back in 2007, 8, 9. I, I used to play a lot of PC games. I don't anymore. I just play mobile games these days. But it would be kind of interesting to be able to play on my smartphone or, or even play on, on my old laptop, being able to play you know, AAA new games yeah. again. I'm kind of excited about that. And you don't, by the way, you don't have to use the the uh, the controller. There is a Google Stadia controller, but you don't have to use that yeah, one. You, you can, can also use just any... use your keyboard. Yep. Yeah, keyboard mouse or any other Bluetooth controller should work just fine as well. Now, the Google Stadia controller, I, I saw this during the announcement, and that's so exciting, is that the Google Stadia controller, actually, it doesn't connect to your computer or to your smartphone. It connects directly to the server. via Wi-Fi yep. to the server. So there's going to be less in, uh, input lag from... Yep like the Bluetooth connection. And you make a good point though. You're right. It is, seems like it's designated for a certain market, you know, a certain type of um, person in a certain type of, I guess, situation. Um, and when you play, and when you say it like that, you're right. It does. It does seem very appealing. Um, it's definitely something I want to try, even if it's not geared toward me. Um, I'm curious to see how it, how it plays out. Like you said, it would be nice to play on any screen. 
I mean, I that, would love that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that, yeah, that would take toilet time gaming to the next level. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be on the toilet for like hours if Google Stadia yeah. works right Play, on my phone. Playing playing GTA Five. Yeah, or, exactly. Know, yeah, the wife's gonna be like, "What are you doing in there so long?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm robbing banks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I, 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 yeah. Listen, it's interesting. I don't know how the tech will actually work out. I'm guessing since they're ready to roll it out this year already, it is coming here in 2019. So since they're ready, I assume they're ready. <laughs> I mean, like yeah. I assume it works. I assume it works pretty smoothly. And I assume that for people uh, with a like 25 megabit and above connection, I think that's what they said. 25 megabit upload and download is kind of the minimum for for when Google said that it would be a smooth experience. Mm -hmm. So I do realize a lot of people don't have that connection. I don't even, I don't even, I don't even have that right now, right? Because yeah, we, I don't think I do, yeah. So like, yeah, I have to wait a bit um, before I can do that. But pretty soon I will be able to, and I think that holds true for a lot of people. And also 5G, let's not forget 5G. 5G is coming yeah, out. 5G is coming yeah, out. Moving, yeah, yeah, and so with 5G, you can get these insane connection speeds. So it maybe you don't even need the cables in the ground anymore. Yeah, some, just, yeah. I've heard rumors that some people are basically go, going to get rid of their actual like um, connected internet and just go with 5G. So apparently you That's can just get a device that runs 5G, put it in your house and Wi-Fi everything to that. And apparently it's supposed to run speeds that are like phenomenal. So I'm curious yeah. to see how that comes out too. I think we're all just waiting for it. It's, it's yeah. going to make mobile gaming so much better as well, I guess. But my concern is that 4G had worse coverage than 3D, 3G. Like you needed more towers closer yep. to you. Yeah. So I don't know if that's the same for 5G. We're getting into the territory where I really don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I'm just looking forward. I'm looking forward to the new technology. I'm looking forward to Google Stadia. I think it's going to be awesome. I'm going to, I'm just going to go with a wild guess here. And I think the rumors are true. I think it is going to be free because if you had to actually pay a monthly subscription for Google Stadia, if you had to actually cover the costs of their servers, it would be insanely expensive. I've seen other game streaming services in the past, and some of them charged you, you know, per hour because you're oh, using wow. their servers per hour yeah. or per day or per month. But if if it was you know per month and you could use it as much as you wanted, you typically paid, if I remember correctly, this got it, it sounds crazy, I know, but these prices were like eighty dollars, ninety dollars, one hundred dollars oh, wow. per month because that's the actual price of of running you know ex expensive servers with good gpus unless you're google of course but this was a startup and and so this was without even having the games on there this was just the server this was just the hardware not the actual games so this was not a netflix like service you were just paying for the servers and that's why i think if google really wanted to make the money back on the servers it would be really expensive and the subscription would have to reflect that if they wanted to make the money back so i think they're going for sort of a more long-term strategy that's going to be my like my guess at least, I think it's gonna be free. And then, and it's funny by you talking about that, it made me start thinking here in the States, we have certain um, internet providers that have caps on like this, on the speeds or on like how much you can use per month or whatnot. So essentially, if you have a provider that has it to where like, okay, you have a, you know, a thousand gig cap per month or whatnot. And after that, you won't have internet or you will have slowed internet. Um, that could potentially cause an issue for somebody using the Google Stadia, because if you're streaming, I mean, you're probably streaming, like I said, like you said, hundreds of gigs per whatever how length of time you play. Mm -hmm, um, so mm -hmm. I am curious to see how that plays into effect, but that's more of an issue with the States. I don't know what other internet providers provide if they put no. caps or anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, we have I, a weird internet. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. We have a weird. <laughs> Looking at it from the outside. Yeah. Regulatory, regulatory, whatever internet. So I'm just kind of like, uh, hopefully that won't be an issue 
as well. Because when I log on to my like internet provider, it says you've used you know 200 gigs of your thousand gigs available, which is so stupid. I mean, it's yeah. just a completely artificial limit. Yeah. I mean, there's why. I mean, we don't have that here in Denmark. We've never had that here in Denmark. Never anything like that. And when I first started hearing about those issues in the U.S., I guess was when YouTube really started booming. 2000 and mm -hmm. you know, I think YouTube started 2000. Five, 2006, but when it really started booming around 9, 10, 11, that period of time when 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 a lot of people started playing computer games and making videos about that on YouTube, during that period, I heard about some of the biggest YouTubers. They needed multiple internet connections from different providers just to be able to have enough upload, like yeah. just, you know enough bandwidth to be able to upload all the videos. <laughs> yep, it's <laughs> definitely a thing, and it's. It's the weirdest thing like I've ever heard, but I, I don't know the details of it. I think it has something to do with some type of government stuff or regulatory stuff, but um, it does concern me when it comes to streaming or when I never reach my cap. I'm usually pretty good about it because um, it's going to take me a long time to get a thousand gigs per month. But um, my worry is, is that, yeah, exactly. my worry yeah. is that Google Stadia <laughs> is going to come out and I'm going to be like, oh no. Um, but yeah, so that's where we're at with that. I think that's enough for now. Let, let's wrap that off. Yeah. Uh, if people still have some uh, some questions about Google Stadia, feel free to leave those in the comment section. Also, like I, I think it would be great to hear, do you guys think that it's going to be free? Do you think it's going to be a subscription? Mm -hmm. We don't know. Like Nobody yeah. knows at this point. Google hasn't said anything. Let me just be clear about that. This is all just rumors, so we don't really know yet. But let's get to it, though. I think let's wrap that, up, that part up. Let's get to the Elder Scrolls Blades. There's been so much news about that game dun, recently. Dun, dun. People, yeah, people like to hate on it. I feel yep, like it's definitely I, one of those games. I kind of hated on it a tiny bit as well. In in my video on it, there there was a couple of things I didn't like. It didn't run smoothly on my phone, and I know that it ran smoothly on other phones. But I, I mean, I kind of had to talk about my experience of the game, which wasn't that great because it was so laggy and yeah, it's kind of glitchy. It, it didn't feel like a finished game. Which I guess Bethesda is kind of known for at this point, also on PC. Like their that games are sometimes complete wrecks when they when they release. But with that said, though, I, I'm getting negative already. I know that you <laughs> you actually do enjoy the game, right? Like to some extent, yeah. and I did as well. By the way. But like I know that you were maybe a bit more glass half full kind of guy. Yeah. So I. I came into Elder Scrolls Blades not expecting it to be anything more than what I what I what it kind of is, um, and I guess with that perspective, I I came out with it with more of a positive experience. Don't get me wrong though, I see I see that there's a lot of negatives with it. I definitely see that there's some lag issues. I mean, I had some lag issues as well, um, some glitchy type issues, and like you, I think you might have mentioned before, Nibble, the the graphics are not as great as they perceive them to be. I feel like they kind of like hyped up, oh yeah, the graphics are so good, but when you actually play it, it's not that. Um, so I could see where everyone, you know, where where the negativity and the hate comes from. Um, but my biggest thing was, I guess, the monetization. So I yes. didn't hark on the monetization too bad when I reviewed it. Um, the more I play it, I do see that there is some pay to win type scenarios there. Um, I guess my biggest thing was a lot of people were hating on it and giving it a lot of hate. And then I guess my concern is is I think we might need to keep our expectations of of yeah. what of what these developers yeah. are doing probably to a minimum. I knew yeah. right off the bat once I it was Bethesda and it's Elder Scrolls and it's free to play. Once they use the word free, yeah, I knew that okay, they're gonna monetize the heck out of this thing. Now, would it have benefited if it was a premium game? I think maybe. I mean, I think yeah, if, but... if they would have tweaked some things, it probably would have been better in sense of yeah, but... you know that part. 
Yeah, I don't think Bethesda would do that, though. Ex but I do yeah, agree with you. Exactly. It, it would probably be better, but they would make less money. And that's just, it yeah. comes down to economics and it's a business decision, ultimately. Like, making a premium game, like it or hate it, it's just not worth it. Yep. I mean, that's why you we can make don't a mobile game, you can make a free-to-play, sorry, a free-to-play mobile game, and you can earn so much more money, potentially. Mm -hmm. And that's why and that's why they do it, these these AAA developers course, or whatnot. Of course, yeah. they go where the money is. Yep. And... Yep. It just makes sense from a business perspective, yeah. of course. So for my and listen, go ahead. Yeah, no, go. Okay, well, listen. I, I, I like free-to-play games. I know that that comes with loot boxes sometimes. Yeah. I know that that sometimes comes with monetization. That's a bit too unfair. Like it's a bit too much pay to win. In some cases, though, the implementation of even loot boxes. I mentioned Tiny Gladiators too before, right? And I really like that game. Because I don't feel like I'm at a huge disadvantage when I don't buy the loot boxes, when I don't buy the in-app purchases. But I just feel like in the Elder Scrolls Blades, I would pretty quickly be at a huge disadvantage if I don't buy those legendary loot boxes. Because when I played the game, if you play the game, what you realize is that you can get all your new equipment just from those loot boxes. And you can just keep buying the loot boxes and you'd have essentially like the winning equipment, right? And, and you'd be able to level it up as much as possible. And so what I like what I like about some games is that they allow me to unlock stuff through a gacha or through a, through a loot box system, but I can't upgrade it. But I think in the Elder Scrolls Blades, you can also upgrade stuff, if I remember correctly. And Yeah. And, yeah That's the know. thing it's, that they did, though, that, like you said, I do agree when they, the way they did some of their loot boxes to where you're getting your armor, you're getting your weapons that are high value. Um, you got to make sure it's like a gold chest if you want to get the best of the best. And then when you're playing the quest, they'll have like skulls for difficulty, right? So if the, if yeah. the, the difficulty is super duper high, which I'm running into right now, um, there's no way you're going to possibly beat that level. So I did myself a little test and I basically went into this high, high level area where I'm a low level guy and tried to see if I can beat it. It's possible, <laughs> but uh, there's a big, you know, quote, there's a big, what are the air quotes on the whole possibility of it? Yeah. If you're playing smart, if you're making sure you have health potions, it can be done, but there is that stigma of, oh, this is pay to win because essentially it kind of is. So my biggest thing when I, um, after I did the review and I started, so I don't read reviews of games before I review them. I tend no, to stay, I yeah, 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 I tend to stay away. I want to um, judge it for myself. So after I got done with the video, I went back and I started review reading stuff, and I'm like, oh man, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of hate here, and I'm like, people are gonna think I'm a freaking shill or something because yeah, I'm over here yeah. saying like, you know, I, oh, know I thought the feeling, though. Yeah. I know the feeling. I, I've been there. I've done yeah. that for other games. Yeah. It's like, oh, I like. And then apparently people hated it. Yeah. Like, oh, wait. <laughs> so that was the position I was in after. So that's why yeah. I was kind of talking with the community, some of my subscribers about it, about, you know, what do you guys think of it? Did you expect it to be different? You know, this and that. And so I got like some mixed, um, mixed views on it, I guess. Um, I enjoyed it for what it is. So I guess that's kind of like a glass half full type yeah. of person. Like you said, I enjoyed it for what it is, but I definitely see that this is, um, another example of you know AAA developers basically seeing the mobile free-to-play market and being yeah. like oh we can do this and this money, and it, money. yeah and it yeah. happens so much that oh we're it, gonna get demonetized now no yeah <laughs> what did i just do i sang an apa song, Apa song. Uh oh no oh, no it sorry. was it was less than 30 seconds i think you're fine yeah that doesn't matter though like people are getting demonetized for just like oh yeah it's mentioning rough. even mr beast you know mr beast on youtube uh, yes, I do. Yeah, I had to think yeah. about it. So, yeah, but Mr. Beast, so he got one of his videos claimed, like, demonetized simply because he said three letters 
from a song. I'm not going to mention it here because I don't want to get demonetized. But you mentioned just three words, not letters, sorry, three words from a song. He didn't sing it. He just said those words. No way. No, no, this is true. This is true. He, he talked about this on, I think, the H3H3 podcast. And he got demonetized because of that. Oh, that's just crazy. That's being too and strict. Of course it's too strict. And, of course, you can appeal it. But you have to go through the appeal process. The process, and, yeah. yeah. It, yeah, it, it's a process. Anyway, sorry. I completely cut you off there. No, you're <laughs> so fine. Sorry. Just whatever you yeah. do, don't say three words from a song. No, don't say three <laughs> words from a song. That might be a song already. Yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that anyway. could be a song. Yeah, that could have been so. But okay, so listen, like I, I, sorry for completely cutting you off there. But the Elder Scrolls, I do like the, I do like the gameplay as well. Like to some extent, some of it is fun. I just feel like I'm probably not gonna play the game anymore. Like the monetization kind of put me off a bit too much, and yeah, yeah, it was very demotivated. Yeah, it's very aggressive. The monetization can be very aggressive. I mean, I'm hoping that it's early access and they tweak some things. I'm hoping for better optimization. Will they? Will they tweak the monetization? I doubt it. Listen, if they're going to tweak the monetization, it's going to be for the worst. Like yeah, you, exactly. You rarely, you rarely ever see a game leaving early access and then being like, you know what, guys? Yeah. I feel like we've earned enough. I feel like we've earned enough. I mean, at this point, we should probably Yeah, just yeah. I feel like we earned enough. Game. Let's give them more yeah. in their chest now and not have yeah. them buy think stuff. Think you never hear. Yeah, think you never hear business people say. Um, but listen, there's another game, though. There's another yes. game coming up this summer, 2019. I'm so hyped for this. It's Mario Kart Mobile. and. Yep. By Nintendo, obviously, and I'm really excited. I think it's going to be great. I recently played another kart racer called Starlit on Wheels. It's not that fantastic. So, I mean, you can go watch my video on it. That was a great sell of the video, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you're doing really good at selling the videos. I yeah, need exactly. to do more of that. <laughs> it's a bad video, but go watch it. No, it, it's, it's I, I hope it's a fun video, but the game isn't perfect, though. It's okay, and it's something you could play until Mario Kart releases, but I'm really hoping Mario Kart will be amazing. And this leads kind of... Kind of what we talked about before already, I mean, free-to-play versus premium. Do you think Mario Kart is... I think it's going to be free. I don't know if that has been an- announced yet, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be free-to-play, but I don't know. So, do I mean, know? I know Nintendo, they tried to do it to where they would do premium games. So that Mario Run game was a game you would pay for, um, and they didn't have much success with it. So I feel like this one will probably be a free-to-play one. So recently yeah. I played, um, what is it, Beach Buggy Racing. That's another yes. kart racing game, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think I played the second one. So there's a few kart racers on on the market right now. So it can be done in a free-to-play way. But I'm just hoping that Nintendo doesn't pull an Elder Scrolls, since we just got done talking about that, and make it to where it's so extreme. I mean... Yeah, let's hope not. Let's yeah. Hope not. Maybe stickers on your cars, customization your Stuff cars. Stuff like that, obviously. Yeah. I mean, go yeah. the Fortnite way. Go Co- the mobile way. Like, yep. Yeah, cosmetics, right? Go nuts with that. Like, you utilize your entire Nintendo brand and, and IPs yep. and characters. Utilize that to create a really... But make it multiplayer. By the way, that's my number one thing. Make it multiplayer. There are no multiplayer card races on mobile right now, yeah. as far as I know. Not real make, multiplayer. Like, not, not real multiplayer. Like we have a like discussion real, make on... Make it real-time multiplayer. Yeah, real-time. There you go. We have a discussion on whether it's bots or ghosts or something along those lines. But yes, let me be able to sit next to somebody and play with them or a friend who's, yes. who's somewhere else. But here's my question, though. Will they do that? Because they want people to go buy Nintendo Switches and play Mario Kart 8 or whatever. whatever. I think that's it's Mario Kart point. 8, right? Yeah, I think that's yeah. one weird. Yeah. So they want people to go play that. This is what I heard, by the way, in an article as well, was that so these are not my original thoughts, but I, I it just really resonated very well with me that 
Nintendo has a couple of different ways of thinking about mobile games. So there are some mobile games where they want to make money off of. There are some where they just want to expand that brand and they want people to go play the full game on other devices, like on Nintendo-owned devices, on Nintendo-owned hardware, which would be at this at this point pretty much just the Switch. And and so people have been speculating that the Mario Kart mobile game won't be as fully fledged of a game because they want people to go to the console version, like they want to buy this. They want people to go buy the Switch. So yeah. this is purely a, a sort of quote unquote branding game. Yeah, of course exactly. it has to be a great game yeah. so that people oh, want to play it on mobile. I'll go play yeah. the real version. Exactly, the, yeah. exactly, yeah. and and that's why rumor has it that it's going to be free because obviously if you want to expand your audience, you should just make a free game. And this is also, I think, what might be be saving the game, end up saving the game on mobile, is that if they're not making the game to make money, that could be a really great thing for us consumers because there is a chance that Mario Kart Mobile is going to have multiplayer, that it's going to be free to play, and that it doesn't have any pay to win because they just want you to have a really awesome experience and they want you to go you know, buy the Switch and buy Mario Kart 8. Yeah, use, use the game as like an advertising it. game yeah. almost. It's like an and advertising game. would be so game. great. Yeah, as, yeah. as long as it's still a fun game, which I think it is because Nintendo is... Like this is one of Nintendo's biggest franchises, by the way. Yeah. Like, for the people who don't don't know, I guess some people haven't played Nintendo games maybe ever. But if you haven't even heard about, obviously you've heard about Nintendo. But if you don't know too much about their games, this is one of the biggest ones. Like this is one of the really big IPs, and they definitely don't want to screw it up. Obviously, The Elder Scrolls is a big IP, but for Bethesda as well. But Bethesda has more of a money, money, money. Yes. <laughs> oh, I said it again. Money, money, money. Anyway, yeah. they have more of a money. <laughs> that was another song. They have. Um, they just want to make money. I guess that's what I'm getting at. But Nintendo is kind of weird. Sometimes you see Nintendo making a move where it's like, well, that didn't that didn't make financial sense, but cool. Yeah, I feel like they might be a little bit smarter too because they released they've already released a few mobile games and they they've had some hit or miss successes with them. And this one they actually um, pushed back. They delayed it. It was supposed to I yes. think come out already by now. And the fact mm-hmm. that they delayed it um, to me is hopeful. A lot of people think a delay is something that can be seen as a negative. Um, I almost see it as, okay, maybe they saw something and they're like, let's do this differently and let's do this. And hopefully that let's do this was for the better um, because they are, rumor has it, they are working on a Zelda game for mobile as well. So I've been hearing. I didn't that, know that. Yeah, really? That, yeah, that's another big IP of theirs oh, that they're we're so great. thinking of. Yeah, and I'm hoping it's old school top down Zelda, which would be mm-hmm. awesome. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But he, it, my thing is, if they release this game or a Zelda game, um, would they be better as premium? Like you said, I'm not sure because, like you said, we want to push them people to the Switch market. Yeah, but a Zelda I mean, premium game would be awesome. But mm. a Zelda RPG game as a free to play, I've played some free to play games that are like RPG games, and they're not always, you know, done with such care. That's true. I I don't think it would do better as a as a premium game just because of the fact that it's multiplayer. Well, it's not a fact. I'm just hoping that it's going to be multiplayer. And in case it's multiplayer, I want it to be free to play. Because, I mean, obviously you want as many players as possible. That makes for the best multiplayer game. So I want it to be free to play if it has multiplayer. If it doesn't have multiplayer, I'm overall less excited about it. Yeah. And in that case, it, it could be it could be premium. I don't really care at that point, to yeah. be honest with you. I, I just want it to be multiplayer. And in that case, I want it to be free to play. Yeah. So I look forward for it to this summer so we can hopefully play yes. it. And Let's if it's multiplayer, we can play it together. Yes, that would that. be so great. Yeah. And we should definitely do that. And, and we're definitely going to touch base on this game again Mario Kart Mobile in one of the next episodes of the podcast hopefully for sure when we have more news 
But there's one more news, actually. There's one more news that we both nearly forgot about, I think. Apple Arcade. <laughs> yep. Apple Arcade was yep. announced as well. Apple Arcade is kind of what... It, well, let me just pitch it. It's a subscription service. This is actually a, subscri a subscription service. Mm -hmm. So you pay a monthly fee, and you have access to all of these games, which would otherwise, most of them, I think, be premium games. They're only playable on iOS devices, obviously, since it's it's Apple paying for the exclusivity of these games. And so that was kind of the pitch Apple came with at their recent conference, is that Apple Arcade is going to be premium mobile games on a monthly subscription where you have access to all of them, and you can play them as much as you want. And they're, you know, they're going to pay developers to make games exclusively for Apple Arcade. And I think one so, of the developers is Sega. I think Sega's on board. One of the developers is yeah. Sega. They got some really big names. They paid a lot of money, I think, presumably, to get some of those big developers to release for Apple Arcade. Because with a monthly subscription as the only business model, those money, you know, that money coming in from that subscription will have to be split across a lot of different games. So I think they paid Sega quite a bit <laughs> outside of that revenue split, probably. This is just speculation, though, but it would make sense. And I, I know that they are paying other developers. They are paying indie developers to make games specifically for the Apple Arcade. So here, here are my, my thoughts, and I'll throw it over to you, Tiny. But my thoughts on Apple Arcade uh, are kind of negative. And I, I, not that I want to, mm. like, this is not a war against Apple iOS and Android, by the way. I don't really care. I see mobile gaming as one big industry overall. I don't care too much about Apple versus Google or like Android versus iOS. But here's the thing I want to say, though. When you start paying for exclusivity, that's a very anti-consumer move. Like you, yep. you pay someone to not make the game available to as many people as possible, which I think is the wrong direction. This is not the direction the industry should move in, I think. But maybe I'm wrong, though. Like, And this is where I kind of want to throw it over to you, but because you could make the counter argument that this is going to see the return of games without loot boxes without you know the bad things of free to play right yeah see so that's so that was my initial thought when i first you know heard this i was like okay so they're focusing on premium games these are games without loot boxes these are like full blown you know a game that you start and a game that you finish, you know, which is rare in the mobile market today. You don't really have a game yeah. where there's a beginning, middle, and an end. You have a game where there's a beginning and a middle, <laughs> and you just play That's that true. middle of the game forever. So yeah. I've always been a huge proponent of premium games. I always think, you know, I always feel like companies should start doing more premium mobile games. There's a few on Android that are worth your money. You know, there's a few that probably aren't. Um, so I do like that aspect of it, like you said, but again, the whole part of it being exclusive does kind of, you know, put a little tinge in it. I mean, the same thing can be said about, there's this whole thing going on with the Epic game store and steam mm -hmm. Epic game store released their launcher and they want to compete with steam. Well, what they did is they freaking reach out to all these developers and had these developers come over to them, you know, for exclusive deals and rights. And the Epic Game Store is, I've used it, and it's not as good as the Steam Store. There's no achievements. There's no, you know, certain things that you can have. Um, so a lot of people are upset about that. So I can see this as being somewhat similar. Um, if anything, I would like to see Google say, you know what? You want to do that? Let's do it too. And then have an, an exclusive Android one. Yeah. But they're focusing on Stadia, so I don't see them they're doing... They're focusing on Stadia. Yeah, I don't see so them doing the that. I see, and again, I... I really want, don't want to defend Google, right? But Stadia, I think it's the right way of doing it. They're going, they're saying, listen, it doesn't matter what device you want. It doesn't matter what operating system you use. It doesn't matter. Yeah. As long as you have a screen, you can play these games anywhere. Like yeah. you can play it on any device. You and can that's play it on the Apple. opposite. Yeah, yeah you, can you can play it on, play on, on, on an Apple, Apple device. device. Yeah. This is, 
and and again, this is not me defending Google, but I'm just using that in this case. I think they got something right. Google definitely gets a lot wrong as well. But in this yeah. case, I feel like they got some things right, which is they want to go cross-platform, right? And this is the opposite of cross of cross-platform. Yeah, um, this is staying yeah. staying in your own ecosystem. I mean, and again, I mean, Apple has always been that way. They've always been, you know, the Apple ecosystem. You know, iTunes. You know, get it on your Apple iWatch. Get it on your Apple. All that stuff. So this is like a continuation, I think, of their model of you know, stick with Apple and you'll have you know all this awesome stuff. So as a from a business perspective, I get it. I see where they're going where they're going with it. Um, but like you said, for uh, of a consumer or, or a semi anti consumer, I guess is what you know it would be yeah it does kind of um, alienate other prospective people i mean you can get a whole bunch more money if exactly. you made if you made arcade available on the android play store let's say you know or something along those lines that's a whole nother market but i i have another question though don't many people who for uh, premium games don't they also to some extent like premium games because they feel like at least now i i kind of own that game like quote unquote own it i don't actually own it but i do in some cases I will be able to play the game even if the game is actually taken taken away from the stores, right? To, unless I switch to a new device. But with with Google with Apple Arcade, sorry, you're just kind of renting the games. We're going back to that again, which some people might not like. I I don't know. I don't know what to really think about Apple Arcade. It's fancy technology. Um, if it if it I mean, not fancy technology, sorry, a fancy business model if it works out. And I hope it works out for them. But it has, I just think it's an anti-consumer move. And here's a, a good example of that is that Ocean, Oceanhorn 2, which yes, is a I saw Legend that. of Zelda. Yes, this is so uh -huh. horrible. This is a Legend of Zelda-like game. It's really awesome, by the way. I played the first one. It was yep. great. The second one looks even better. The graphics look amazing for mobile. It has a certain style, but within that style, it looks really, really great. And now this was supposed to come out on Android and on iOS. And yeah. now it has been announced that it's going to be exclusive, not just for iOS, but exclusive for the Apple Arcade. So even if you're on iOS and you don't plan to buy into the Apple Arcade, apparently you're not going to be able to play Oceanhorn 2, which was a really highly anticipated game. And I was so sad to see that. And that's what I mean with anti-consumer move. Like it's, 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 yeah, I, I don't like it. That, <laughs> I don't know what it's, it's funny you brought that up because that is a perfect example. I didn't even think of that. I totally forgot that that, did, that they did that. And yeah, Oceanhorn was supposed to come on Android. I was looking forward to it because like you said, I played the first one. Uh, it was great. I was so looking forward to the second one. And then I hear that and I'm like, oh, wow, I don't think I'll ever get to play that game now. I mean, I don't have exactly. Apple devices. I used to have an Apple device, um, but that thing is not working correctly. So I'm just kind of like, oh, man, I won't get, be able to play. Do we know if it's a timed exclusive or is it just exclusive? I would like to think that it's a timed exclusive, I know, I but hope, we yeah. don't. Yeah, but we don't know anything about that yet. But if it is a timed exclusive, I would expect that within six months we would get it on, on Android and on normal, quote unquote, normal iOS, like outside of Apple Arcade. I assume that like six months is typically the timed exclusive deadline or the timeline for a time exclusive six, yeah six months to a yeah. year sometimes they do six it a months year. to a year yeah. yeah but hopefully just six months <laughs> because yeah. i'm really looking forward to play the game and i i don't intend to buy so this is okay so probably apple is hoping first of all that people who own ios devices will buy apple arcade if they keep paying for exclusivity and that's probably going to work sadly it is probably going to work and then i think to a larger extent, they're also hoping that Android people will move over to an Apple device just to pay the play those just to play those exclusive games. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean that's the whole I reason don't... behind the exclusivity 
is for yeah. them to do that is to get people come over same thing with xbox playstation you know they release their exclusive games so you buy yeah but i don't system. want that console war like i don't want that yeah. console war i know i'm the same way yeah <laughs> I, I honestly think that that sometimes i mean sometimes it's good you get great games out of it you know i played god of war and i love that game you can only get it on playstation but then i feel bad for people who are like i can't afford two systems you know i'm yeah. not an xbox and now i can't play this awesome game i do think there needs to be some more i guess i don't know everybody coming together type of thing but it's business so you know they're gonna do it of course they are yeah they're gonna and do it's it probably good business but listen let's let's try wrapping it up here i think that's about it for what we had planned to talk about i mean if you as i mentioned in the beginning uh, congratulations by the way if you made it till the end of this this is getting close <laughs> to an hour at this yeah. point i think but, it's longer but than we thought it would be longer than we thought it would yeah. be actually but I, I liked it though it's a very enjoyable conversation so thank you uh, tiny and the next episode is gonna go up on tiny little games channel so i said it in the beginning i'll say it again go subscribe go hit that notification bell on his channel there's a chance that you're coming from tiny little games channel though and in that case feel free to subscribe <laughs> you gotta um, do the self-promotion plug yeah I gotta do okay, like no no i think people uh, people a good chunk of people follow both you and me i think and yeah and we have some overlap cool. i think there's some overlap but yeah, yeah in, in case you're new here I, I cover a new mobile game from monday till friday so it's not um it's a bit more raw and i just sit down and i record and i play the game um and and i, I rant about it or talk about it or Ramble about it. That was the word I was looking for. Not necessarily rant. I don't rant about every game, by the way. I will do that sometimes. But yeah. <laughs> and uh, and Tiny Little Games does some absolutely stellar videos. Well, I'm so jealous, by the way. I'm just gonna go ahead and say this. Oh wow. He gets more oh, views. Oh. He no. He gets more views than me. Oh and, no. <laughs> yo, yeah, he does. And uh, and that's not good. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's no, perfect. Listen, I think if it averages out, you probably get. We get about the same. You have more videos yeah, that I, post, I so do. you get. Yeah. And to be honest. It doesn't really matter no. what I like the most. And I think you're the same. It's just the interaction with people. Like when exactly. we post, I know you post over on Android gaming as well sometimes or, or iOS gaming and like the interaction with people. And here on YouTube as well, of course, it's just um, it's just really amazing. So listen, go follow, go follow us if you want to. We hope to do the next episode in about a month from now. If you have suggestions, and I said this before as well, but make sure to leave those in mm -hmm. the comment section. Uh, also, if you have any questions, just for me and, and Tiny, we'll try in the next episode then to answer those questions as one segment, as one new segment. And if you have ideas for new segments or new news pieces, new games we should talk about, anything really, just leave that down there because ultimately, I mean, we we just want to sit down and have a fun conversation every month and uh, talk about mobile games. So any ideas, leave them down there. That's, that's really appreciated. Anything else, Tiny? I think we covered pretty there's, much everything. Yeah, there's nothing else I could think about. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. This was an awesome, fun experience. We plan to do more. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.